Welcome to the Loyola Greyhound Podcast. I'm Jason Johnson, the Director of Video Production for Loyola Athletics. Join us as our guests will range from coaches, trainers, athletic administrators, and student-athletes. Here on Episode 2, I'll be talking with women's soccer head coach Joe Malia and also Patriot League Midfielder of the Year Hannah Haves. We're going to hear insights directly from the coach and one of the leaders on the team on what it took to get all the way to the Patriot League tournament and a big win at Ridley Athletic Complex. For me, this season, it was an absolute pleasure to follow and watch this team and be on the sidelines with my camera. And if you're listening to this in the car, I encourage you to keep your eyes on the road, but find this podcast on YouTube at the Loyola Greyhounds page, because when we talk about specific highlights, I'll put the footage that I personally captured while standing on the sideline. So hopefully it feels like you're right in there with the action. So without further ado, here's both Coach and Hannah as we talk about Loyola women's soccer. Presented by the Pinnacle Advisory Group. Coach, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you. What brought you back to Loyola after being away from this program? What enticed you to be here, and and um, what opportunities did you see? Um, kind of on the back nine of my coaching career, um, and you know, I've spent the first 24 years or so toggling back and forth between being a head coach and an assistant coach, and and those experiences were, I think were great for my development as a, as an individual. And I was, I was at a point in my coaching career where I wanted to have another shot at being a head coach again. And when the opportunity at Loyola presented itself, I was incredibly excited about it because there was a familiarity with the place. Obviously um, I loved my previous time there and my experience there and you know i had my eye on kind of where the program was competing at the time and wanted the challenge of of making that situation better all right hannah let me ask you a question you had been through how many coaches had you been through through your collegiate career Three? Yeah, in four years, I had three different college coaches. Okay, so when you hear that you have a third coach coming in in your senior year at, here at Loyola, what was your thought process before even meeting Coach Joe? How did how did that make you feel as a student athlete? That kind of constant turnover. Um, I mean, I think definitely being a senior, um, you want to go like I was going into the year just kind of wanting to end on the best note possible. And then like finding out you're going to have a new coach going into it. It was a bit stressful and it was thinking like, can you transfer? Can you sit a year? But I think like after meeting Joe and then knowing that he was the right fit for the program, I think, um, you know, you can go start training with ease and just getting back to playing soccer at the end of the day, it's just, it's the same game. Joe, you, you have to deal with this, I would think, relatively consistently whenever you change to a different program. Just unsure students, uh, not knowing what they're getting, what's happening, especially seniors and whatnot. So how do you handle that as a coach coming in? Well, I think that the first and foremost um, task, and, and, and for me, the first and foremost thing was just creating relationships. Um, not assuming they're going to be there, creating them, spending time with the players, spending time 
with the team and and I think that the, the two things when I look back 15 or so months ago I think the two things that we established pretty early on were relationships and a um and a consensus amongst the players and the coaching staff as to where we wanted to go um both on the field and off the field it wasn't about the coaching staff stepping on and you know pointing our fingers at the players and telling them okay here's where we're going because at the end of the day um the direction that we want to go in has to be a consensus between players and coaches because if it's only one direction from one of those two sets obviously we're going to have issues um and i think we all and when i say we all it was players and coaching staff did a really good job early on of kind of setting our, our compass and creating relationships. I loved following this team, right? I, I was lucky enough to be a part of seeing this team together uh, at some of the first practices that you had um, out there filming and, and videoing. And then I got to travel with you guys more than I had the previous uh, women's soccer team that I was here. Um, and I really enjoyed kind of the, the team aspect that, that was, that I got to see right on the field and, and in following you guys. And it's the season kind of started off a little rough. That could have been because of the competition that we were, you guys were playing. Do you think that, that the beginning of the season helped you get to where you are at the end of the season was, was a very successful season that I think surprised a lot of people perhaps didn't surprise you because you were aware of the talent that you had and what was being capable of being done that other people that like me on the outside that don't follow it all that closely until this year didn't know. How do you feel like the be preparing for the season, the first couple of games, the tough competition that you had, how do you, do you think that that helped you get to where you were come to the end of the season? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I specifically coming into the position um, again, going back 15, 16 months ago. And when asked the question, what, are, what did I think the program was capable of? Um, you know, in the short term, I knew the team. I knew the team from having played against them in the league. I knew the team from watching video. And I, I knew the team from looking at results um, on paper, looking at statistics on paper, which you take all that with a grain of salt. But um, I was confident that there was absolutely no reason that in the short term, the short term having been this past fall, this team, that this program, that group of athletes could certainly be competing in the top six in the conference, top four in the conference. I, w I was confident in that. Um, in the long term, I think the, the look and the outlook for the program is, as we like to say, we want to put ourselves in a position to compete for conference championships year in and year out. Um, and arguably, we were doing that last year in the short term, right? Um, we were a penalty kick away from being in the conference final, which has you competing for a conference championship. Um, so, and, and, and just knowing the resources of the program from my previous time here and coming into it, knowing the current resources of the program from you know, opportunity to bring recruits in to the facility we have to selling the university. 
we as a staff and, and our players feel confident that it's a program within our league that should have the opportunity to compete for a conference championship year in and year out. Um, you know, back to the other part of that question is the, the early, early on part of it. I think, you know, as a coaching staff, a little bit of our uh, mentality in the beginning of the season was we needed to give people a number of players, you know, obviously with a roster of 20 or 21 field players that we had last year, we had more players on the roster than that, but we had a couple of kids with uh, season ending injuries. We weren't going to be able to give every player an opportunity early on, um, on, on in games and on the game field. Um, <clears throat> we tried to give as many as possible the opportunity. And then from there, start to really find what is the best, who are the best, what's the best pieces to the puzzle to put together in the end of the year run. Um, and I think we did it. I think we all, players and coaching staff, um, it, together did a great job of when we're going through some rough times early on this, in the season and in the non-conference portion of our season, keeping our eyes on conference play and and um, and and being ready for that. And the last thing I'd say relative to that question is, you know, we play Lehigh opening game and and zero zero. And Hannah will tell you it's a game that could have gone either way. And Hannah scores, you know, a highlight real goal in that game. And we can maybe talk a little bit more about that goal in particular. Um, but also, I think it says a lot about her, a big part of her, which we can talk a little bit more about um, later in this, possibly. But, you know, we score that goal in the opening game on the road and we win nothing. We win one nothing again in a game that arguably could have gone either way. And I think that was the shot in the arm that our program really needed at that point in the season, because if we don't get that result, who knows where it goes from there. So um, I, I think that was perfect timing the way that game kind of fell into place for us. So Hannah Patriot league midfielder of the year, Haves, before we started recording, she made me promise that I'd say that at least three times. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no. So um, talk about that goal that you scored and, and in that taking on the leadership role on the field and off the field, how did how did you handle that? When did it was this a shot in the arm that uh, coach is talking about? Did you feel like this was a momentum changer that can boost you forward? Yeah, I mean, I think um, in our non-conference schedule, I mean, we're playing teams like very good teams: VCU, Yale, Penn. Um, so you know, like you're losing those games, but like on paper, it doesn't look good, but you know, like if you were there, if you were watching it, if you were a part of the team, like you knew that a big part of it was that we were fighting for the entire 90 minutes, regardless if it was zero, zero or four, zero, like we were fighting the entire 90 minutes. And um, so that was kind of our thing going into Patriot League. We knew we had a clean slate going in, like we still had the chance to turn our season around. I think starting it off on the road at Lehigh it's a difficult place to play and I think um just showing like the mentality and the fight that the team had and coming away with the win we were like we we can do this if we're gonna pull out a win to start the season I think it was a big statement to 
other teams, they were like, wow, like Loyola went up to Lehigh, pulled out a one nothing win. Like I think it put put us on notice with the other teams and we just started flying from there. This podcast was brought to you by the Pinnacle Advisory Group, which offers clients active investment management and in-depth financial planning to help them achieve the financial peace of mind that they have earned. Pinnacle Advisory Group is located in Maryland, where it has operated for more than 25 years. Call 410-995-6630 to speak with a certified wealth manager today. 13 games were either one goal games or tie games throughout the whole, the whole season. That's a lot of close games. So you're in all of these games. Um, the first game that you guys played that, the, well, the first game actually got rained out, I, I believe, but the, the actual official game that you played first was Seton Hall. And that was an OT winner. Sarah Bayer put one in. Then this became sort of a trend, right? These late goal heroics staying in the game, defense, keeping you guys in the game, getting the ball to the offense, make these late, late pushes at the end. Ultimately, it came down to uh, the season came down to hosting a Patriot League uh, tournament game at Ridley with a really dramatic win. Uh, Hannah, you putting one in um, from what, 30 yards? It gets longer each time. What, <laughs> what is <laughs> About 30 yards away, which is a fantastic goal. But you did that before against the same keeper just a couple of weeks before, right? The same sort of long distance goal. So coach, can you talk a bit, a little bit about how you keep the team in these games, not to get demoralized, to keep fighting through this, to say, we're going to score this late goal. We have the ability to do it. Let's just keep fighting and gritting it out. And do you tell Hannah just to shoot from 40, 40 yards away? Do you like give her the green light for that? Or is Hannah just going rogue on you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever has to tell Hannah to shoot from 40 yards away. Um, she just she just takes it upon herself. So, um, And thank goodness she did uh, in that game. So, um, you know, part of your kind of first piece there, coming into this past season, and this again dates back to 15 months ago when we, when we got together with the team, um, the coaching staff, myself, Kevin, Morgan, Lacey, you know, one thing that was evident in the fall of 2018 was a lot of one goal games, a lot of close results, right? Which makes you say, and, 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 it, and it goes into a little bit of what I said earlier about feeling confident about the group that we had coming into 2019 is you, you got to ask yourself with all the one goal games and the close games that the program had in 18, you know, what what's the pixie dust that um that that changes those those one goal results right well, and and there's no absolute answer to that but in my head it was just a little bit more elbow grease a little bit more mentality we don't need to increase talent do we just need to do that to to change things right um and i think as the season went on we we buttoned things up defensively and I don't know. I think we might've given up two or three goals all regular season in, in conference play, um, which might've been second best to Navy throughout the course of the season. Um, and if you don't give up goals, you're going to be in games. Right. Um, 
and and we knew as a program that we were not a prolific goal scoring team when you talk about athletes and athletes who compete at different levels you talk about separating factors right well what are factors that you've got great players you've got players who play in your central midfield and they are just steady eddies and and every team needs steady eddies right maddie hart was our steady eddie last year right maddie hart didn't get the accolades at the end of the year, but Matty Hart was our steady Eddie in our team, okay? Um, and that we were gonna have to grind games out. And I, and I think the underlying thing about our team became, we were okay with that. And, and we started to talk a lot about fight in our team, like playing an attractive brand of soccer when it was on to do so, um, defending as a team, um and buying into the way we were defending as a team and then putting that fight in there um and that kind of became our kind of became our thing as the season went on yeah as a spectator um on the sidelines for me how i would describe this team at the end of it is it, it was grit this team had a lot of grit and never wanted to quit never say die and then the addition of having hannah with the I don't want to say irrational confidence because she was hitting them from the distance, but just to take those shots in big pressure moments and let it rip the, the, uh, those two things married together are, are tremendous. Hannah, can we, can, let, let's talk about taking your shot, right? Shooting your shot. Um, and specifically, I know Joe's mentioned these other goals, but the importance of that Lafayette Patriot league tournament win at home um, for the program, for the fans that were there. That was a big moment. That was a big moment. Um, being at that game, I was on pins and needles running the camera. I, am, I almost missed your, missed your goal, actually, because I was, I was looking out of the camera, just so excited what was happening. But um, right before the goal that goes in, you have a free kick that Matty Hart, the steady Eddie that uh, coach was talking about, drew a penalty uh, just outside the box. You had a free kick. It was a little bit of an angle, but you were going for goal, even at distance, and it went just off the post. And with only four minutes left in second overtime, the commentators on, on TV were saying, oh, that was, that, that was their chance. A, a minute and some seconds later, you bury one in the back of the net again. So can you talk us through that, that free kick to the goal? What was in your mind? If you're saying, I, if I touch this ball, I'm putting it out there. Um, and, and just talk us through that, um, because you getting the ball, sorry, I'm rambling here a little bit, but I was so excited seeing it when you, when you get the ball, it, it's a great defensive play to get the ball back. It's a good touch up to, oh, forgive me if I, I get the wrong player. I think it was, was it Tillman who got the ball that, that pushed it off to you? I, I think a, a great feed off to you in space, uh, one touch for you. Um, I captured it in slow motion and you see your eyes glance up to see where that goalkeeper is. And you're like, she's, she's out. She's too far away from the line and you just let it rip. Um, talk us, talk us through that process. Like I, that's what I saw. What were you thinking? Yeah. It, um, I mean, going into overtime, I had a free kick um, and it deflected off the wall. And I think like going into that one, I was like, all right, like you can win it here. Like, and I was just like talking myself up too much and I think it like got into my head that like you know this might be 
like one of our last chances for overtime in a deflects and then we get another chance um the one where Maddie Hart drew the foul outside the box and um I think that one was like okay like this is your chance like just put it on goal like um you know I think that one I was trying not to talk myself up too much like in my head you know usually I just try to relax and just do what I practice and so when that one went off the post I, I was pretty like beating myself up about it and I was like wow like it's going to go in the PKs and like um like just not wanting it to put up the chance in the PKs like nobody wants to go to PKs you could flip a coin at that point and um so I think um winning the ball going into space with um Tilly and then being able to separate myself from the defender um and then just getting to look up I think like I knew like in my head like I remember just saying like just end it like end it here no PKs so I'm looking and see where she is and that I have the space to put it over top of her and then just just hitting it so I mean I just just trying to finish the game just giving my giving my team like the chance to continue the season um so yeah that game winner takes you guys to Navy which does go to PKs and as you said that's flipping a coin and um unfortunately that coin came up on the wrong side for us but a heartbreaking loss another close game now Navy ends up winning the tournament and going to the NCAA and that's how close you were to taking them down so how do you take that Hannah as a senior who's not coming back how do you take that encourage the underclassmen under you Uh, I think midway through the season we kind of like we had the preseason ranking I think like seven out of the Patriot League and um I think going into conference play like we just played with this underdog mentality I think we we um started this the saying called be a dog and we're writing it on our wrist writing it on tape and I think that's just the mentality that we started to have going into the conference play because nobody nobody thought we were gonna get more than what like two wins I think so I think just play like having that underdog mentality going into next year for the team I think like they do have this chip on their shoulder that they get I think they're not underdogs anymore I think everyone's gonna okay Loyola fourth out of the season I think I think a lot of teams will be scared of the team in the fall yeah like I'm I I personally and and I know this is a little bit of a cliche but it, it is it is true right um for me, I, I mean this is that I, I don't worry about the preseason polls, and and I'm not one to typically use that as ammo. Um, I look at them, of course, like anybody else, and for me, it just shows a little bit of a sign of maybe what people around the league are looking at and what they they and and, and how do they respect us, right? But I don't then sit, sit in front of the team and say. Hey, here's a piece of paper. Look, look, look at where they thought you're going to finish, right? Um, I, I don't necessarily come from that kind of a place. Not right or wrong, just not kind of my cup of tea. Um, you know, I think there's several things here that 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 comes to mind. You know, and in my and I say this just from experience, but in my previous stint at Loyola, it took us a while to get to rattling off conference championships. Um, and I'm not foreshadowing that that's our future because none of us know what our future is. But in, in making that move, at that time, it's, 
it's a it's a process that Dave Garrity and I go through, and then it continues on when I become the head coach, going from assistant coach to head coach. I don't know if this is literal, but it's almost to this point. Like we lost the conference final um, in regulation, and then the next year we like lost the conference final in PK in overtime, and then the next year we lost the conference final in PKs. And then we finally eclipsed it and won a conference championship. And so my point in that is like, when you get into conference tournament play, there is, I, I truly believe, I mean, there's your Cinderella runs where people just run through things un, un, unexpectedly, right? But then there's also a learning curve, right? And I, and I think for our program, none of what I'm saying is a guarantee of any sort, but I think that win against Lafayette and winning a playoff game is a process we had to go through um, to take a next step, okay? Um, and then we lose the next game in a heartbreaker in PKs. And, um, you know, rightfully so. Like, our, our girls deserved the effort that our players put in on that day. We can say they didn't deserve to lose that game right? But at the end of the day, Navy probably had more chances than we were. And I don't know that any of us walked away in our program from that game thinking, how the heck are we not playing in a final, right? Um, we played against a great Navy team who had a great season and they, they deserved what they got. And then they went on and proved it two days later, okay? But, for our, but it doesn't mean it wasn't heartbreaking for our team because, again, we're one PK away from playing in a final. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, we took steps to where we want to go. Um, and we, we set the expectation for our team of at minimum where we want to be at the end of the season. But we talked about this three months ago when we brought, let's call it the new group together, minus our current seniors. And we talked about Listen, just because you got where you were last year doesn't mean you get to, you know, we talked all fall long about climbing a mountain, okay? Um, and, and the pinnacle of the mountain right now for the program at last year was winning a conference championship and playing in an NCAA tournament, okay? Um, there are other goals that we met below that, right? But that would have been the ultimate goal. Um, and what we talked about three months ago as a team was we don't get to start on the mountain where we ended off last year. We've got to go new season. You go back to the bottom and you start to make your way back up. Right. But we know now what it takes to get there. Um, and that's kind of the narrative that we are creating within our team. Right. And, and ultimately, as you ask the question, okay, so what's down the road for us in terms of our, our program and our goals and our sites. And these are, this is all speaking specifically on the field because we got all kinds of vision and mission for the program off the field as a program, right? But speaking specifically on the field for the program, um, as I said earlier, we want to, we want to win conference championships. We want to put ourselves in a position to win conference championships. And we also want to put ourselves in a position to represent ourselves nationally. Um, does that mean we're going out to win national championships? Is that the ultimate goal in the program? We don't talk about that. We talk about, you know, not only being great within our conference, but also wanting to be great outside of our conference. And, um, you know, 
when you look at programs like Loyola or Patriot League programs, you got a little bit of the David and Goliath kind of a thing. And we want to build ourselves to a point where David could slay Goliath, so to speak. Um, so uh, there's two different areas that we really focus on. And it's and we want to take care of home. We want to take care of our shop, which is Patriot League play. But we don't want to be narrow minded and just focus on that. Hannah. Thank you so much uh, for letting me watch you play like, and, and doing some of the spectacular stuff you did. It was really an enjoyment uh, for me. Um, you know, I, this is my job. So when I'm down there, I, I am doing my job. But I, there are times where I, I can get lost in kind of what's going on. And I watched so many of your goals through a camera, <laughs> um, even though it was happening right in front of me. But um, just being there on the field, watching you play, some of the things you did, just uh, – I'm I'm really going to miss you as a fan uh, watching you play and uh, and thank you for just being a great uh, student athlete um, leader and a student worker for me at times I I really appreciate it and coach um, I I had a blast watching this team I, I I'm not the only one uh, this was great seeing you come in um, what you were able to do with the program I am so excited for the next year and I want to thank you for letting me bring a camera around for being around the team letting me see uh, just letting me be a part of that of documenting that for Loyola and and for you guys and um, man I am so excited for what's coming with the future and uh, I, I can't wait for next season and just uh, thank you so much for talking with me about it and uh, um, man let's uh, let's hopefully uh, host a couple more of those uh, thrilling games yeah yeah, and, I, and I'd say two quick things, which as you're coming to learn here, uh, I'm never really quick with this stuff. But um, the the first thing would be, Jason, you are welcomed around us. You know, as as our relationship grows, you're welcomed around us more and more because the more you do for us, the the the, the more it's going to help our program. Um, you you capture the um, the heart of it when you're on the on a field level more so than a, a camera that's uh, you know. 50, 60 yards away. So thank you for all you do. Um, and then the last thing I'd say is, you know, we talked a lot about this as a program and our players, but, and you kind of just alluded to it. This team was fun. Like um, it was, it was one of the most enjoyable years for me in 25 years of soccer, um, college, collegiate soccer. And it doesn't mean everything was always peaches and cream and hunky dory. We, we had, we had our downs, we had our valleys, right? But at the end of the day, I think if you went through our team, general consensus was we won games, but we also, and, and we did pretty well, relatively speaking, but we enjoyed the, the journey. So, and, and that's, that's paramount for our program, not just, again, not our coaching staff, our program. So um, let's hope we get more of the same moving forward, but thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you, coach. Thank you, Hannah, Patriot League midfielder of the year. Caves, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Jason. This podcast was brought to you by the Pinnacle Advisory Group, which offers clients active investment management and in-depth financial planning to help them achieve the financial peace of mind that they have earned. Pinnacle Advisory Group is located in Maryland, where it is operated for more than 25 years. Call 410-995-6630 to speak with a certified wealth manager today. Six a.m. practices aren't aren't my favorite. Um, we didn't have any six a.m. practices. Okay, hey, seven a.m. No, we did not. <laughs>
<laughs> we did not have any 7 a.m. practices last year. They started maybe at 8.30, right. maybe 8 o'clock. Felt like 6 a.m.